Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Thursday, June 2nd, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynes, the Guardians get the sweep of the Royals on Wednesday uh, with a nice win, uh, their first shutout win, uh, and they, they come up with a 4 nothing victory. Uh, and and Connor Pilkington uh, came out like gangbusters. Yeah, really, Joe. He did, did a really a nice job. Um, you know, he had struggled his first two starts. He hadn't really given up a lot of runs, but, you know, he couldn't. He threw so many pitches and had so much traffic on base that, you know, he couldn't get in past the fourth inning. But on Wednesday, he goes five innings, five scoreless innings, strikes out a career-high 10, gives up five hits and two walks, and uh, really leaned really heavily on his fastball, Joe. He, he threw uh, 91 pitches. Over 60 of them were uh, four-seam fastballs. Yeah, and uh, Carl Willis said after the game that that he could tell from his warm-up that he was a lot more confident and that he was a lot more confident with his fastball and it, it, that that he told him at one point uh, when he came out to talk to him on the mound with the bases loaded uh, situation uh, that, you know, just trust the fastball. It plays in the strike zone. Go ahead and throw it. And he did. He worked himself out of a bases loaded one out situation uh, without giving up a run. And uh, it, it turned out, I believe it was uh, Emmanuel Rivera. He struck out and then uh, he got Nicky Lopez to to ground into a, 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 a you know, a four, uh, three ground out to second base. Uh, and and really after that, he, he was settled in and and got you through five innings. Yeah, you know, I was talking to uh, Luke Maley, the, who caught him after the game, and he said, uh, you know, he, uh, you know, Pilkington has the ability to uh, throw a fastball, get it past hitters, even in fastball counts when they know it's coming. You know, he he thinks, you know, down the road they're going to probably have to make an adjustment, but uh, right now that four seam fastball is is his meal ticket. That's his best pitch, and I think uh, he had to be convinced of it. Joe, it sounds like, because, you know, in his previous two starts, you know, uh, uh, Terry Francona was tell, was saying, you know, he's got a fastball, he's got to trust it, it plays in the zone, and, uh, you know, sometimes when you're only throwing 90 to 92, you know, you, you want to throw your other breaking pitches, especially a lefty, but uh, Pilkington uh, seems to be, he's, he's, they've sold him on his fastball, I guess. 
Yeah, that's a good good thing to have that confidence when you're a young guy coming up and and making a couple of spot starts. The reason he's making a couple of of, of spot starts here, uh, Aaron Savali uh, on the injured list right now, and uh, the other day he had had a procedure. Uh, it was it turned out to be a little bit more than what they what they thought uh, in terms of the injury. Uh, they they found a a pocket of blood. I guess some you know when he landed on that. Uh, left rear end uh cheek i guess uh a couple weeks ago against the the tigers um there was a, a pocket of blood there that it wasn't receding or going away so they went in and they aspirated it they they stuck a needle in there drained the blood out and uh, that's a freedom up and allowed him to to get a little more movement and a little more healing in there uh looks like he's heading towards uh getting on the mound and, and being able to start throwing here uh over the weekend yeah, Carl Wilson was saying, you know, he play, uh, you know, Aaron played catch yesterday after getting the procedure. Uh, I guess uh, Tuesday night or Tuesday before Tuesday's game, uh, played some catch, was able to move around a little more, and they they hopefully they get him off the mound this weekend at at Camden Yards when they're when they're there to play the Orioles, and uh, hopefully you know the next step would be getting them out, maybe throw a bullpen, a simulated game, and then getting them out on a rehab. Right. They talked about him possibly being out on a rehab uh, this week with Columbus, but uh, that fell through once the MRI revealed that there was that pocket of blood there. Uh, so, you know, good news, I guess, on, on that injury front. Uh, as far as uh, James Karinchek goes, uh, Karinchek began his rehab assignment with Columbus. And, uh, it's a, you know, it looks like it, it, it might be a little while before Karinchek is, is fully up to speed. Yeah, he threw what? They wanted him to throw uh, uh, 20 to 25 pitches. Uh, he threw 21, a third of an inning, gave up a run, two hits for Columbus. Uh, you know, about what you'd expect, I think, you know, as a first outing, a first rehab outing, especially for a guy who, you know, got hurt so early in spring training and really hasn't pitched in a game until last night. So, uh, you know, I think uh, slow and steady will be the case, and uh, hopefully he gets out of this that inning healthy. Is you know, with that uh, right shoulder injury, uh, it's not bothering him, and uh, he he gets to uh, you know keep going. And I don't know what Joe, what do you think? You think it's going to be a a little bit of a long haul? I'm not a little bit of a, a haul for uh, Karen Check. Yeah, I think the two guys who are on the injured list right now that they can they can sort of take their time and and make sure that they're back to feeling good about themselves, I guess, and to steal a, a Terry Francona uh, phrase is uh, our, um, our Karen Chak and Framel Reyes. I think they both uh, will, will use their allotted time on the injured list and in rehab uh, to, to make themselves, you know, healthy, first of all, and then, uh, you know, feeling like they can go out and, and be productive. I don't think uh, the Guardians are going are, are gonna to call either of those guys up unless they, they feel like they can help them win. Yeah, friend mill, you know, it's got the what they said, a moderate to minor uh hamstring strain, right hamstring strain. And every anytime you say hamstring, Joe, it's four to six weeks. It doesn't matter if it's moderate or you know, I guess if it's severe, you gotta have surgery. But usually a hamstring is is four to six weeks. So, you know, that's a you know, even though Fran Mill was struggling, you know, that's a blow to their lineup because, you know, he influenced people. He he reminded me of uh a little bit of Travis Hafner, even when Travis uh, was on the downside of his career, 
you know, he still drew intentional walks. Mm -hmm. He was still, uh, you know, cause he had that presence about him and Fran Mill has that presence and you really don't have a guy like that in the middle of the lineup right now. Well, let's talk about intentional walks and let's talk about, uh, uh, this series that the, the guardians just went through with, uh, with Kansas city and, uh, and Mike Matheny, uh, finally getting the message against Jose Ramirez in, uh, in Tuesday night's game, uh, Ramirez stepped to the plate uh, twice in the first couple of innings there uh, with runners on base and both times um, Athena elected to just put him on base. Yeah. You know, the hottest hitter in baseball, I guess, you know, you kind of kind of give him some respect, not the hottest hitter. I mean, the most, you know, the guy with the most uh, RBIs in baseball, you know, in, in the first inning, he, he walks him after a Rosario triple. Uh, and then in the second inning, he walks him after a Rosario double. So, uh, you know, I guess he's not going to give, he wasn't going to give him a chance to drive in those runs. Yeah. I guess uh, Rosario read your post about how he was uh, uh, <laughs> hitting the ball hard with nothing to show for it and said, well, I'll, I'll show you Hoinsey and, uh, and, and picked up what five bases there in, uh, in two plate appearances. Yeah. Timing is everything, Joe. <laughs> it's, it, it's, it is, it is as true when you're reporting on a team as it is when you're playing on a team. Timing <laughs> is everything. Uh, but I, I guess looking at that lineup and looking at, uh, you know, the, the middle of that lineup in particular now, uh, Oscar Gonzalez after a week in the big leagues, uh, and, and nine hits in, in what 20 some plate appearances, uh, the, the kid looks like he, he can, he can play at this level and it looks like his, his swing is there. His approach is there. He hits the ball to the right side when he needs to, he makes contact. He, he doesn't stray. He's only struck out, uh, three times so far. And this is a guy who's, who's struck out a hundred times in a season in his, in his career. Uh, so what have we seen there and what do we like that we've seen and, and, and what are we worried about, uh, at, at some point down the road? You know, you got to like what you've seen, Joe. I, you know, I like everything about this guy. I mean, uh, I like his attitude. I like his personality. And I really like the way he swings a bat, like you were saying. I mean, you know, he, he looks like he's not trying to hit every ball 10 miles. You know, he's going up the middle, like you said. He's going to the, to the right side of the field defensively, you know, besides tossing the ball into the stands. You know, he's showing a good arm. I uh, made a nice throw, you know, throw to get uh, a runner at the plate the other night. Um, he, he looks like he moves pretty well in right field. He's got some speed. Uh, so, uh, you know, and, and I think, you know, inevitably, like we saw with Stephen Kwan, you know, the, the league is going to catch up to him. They'll make some adjustments and uh, he's not going to, you know, get be getting two and three hits every night. Um, he's got the advantage probably right now, but uh but, you know, in, in, we'll get, then we'll get to see how, you know, he got to the big leagues. And then when, when the pitchers make the adjustment, we'll see if uh, we'll see if Oscar can stay in the big leagues and, and what just what kind of player, you know, he, he, he just might be. Yeah. And, and I spoke to Chris Valeka and that's uh, an interesting point you bring up. Uh, it is, you know, it looks like he has the tools to be able to make those adjustments and, and, and do it because he, he did that in the game on uh, I believe Monday night when it, it late in the game to keep a, a rally going in the eighth inning he he uh, had a, a base hit to to the to the right side of second base and you know his his swing can can you know play in that sort of way 
uh, everything I talked to Stephen Kwan, I talked to Owen Miller, Andres Jimenez, and Richie Palacios, who all played alongside uh, Gonzalez at various points in the minor leagues. Kwan actually played with him since, you know, high A ball um, in Lynchburg. And, and they all say pretty much the same thing. He's a, he's a good character guy. He's a real nice guy, a uh, great teammate, to, and, and, and just has a lot of – plays with a lot of joy. But the, the hitting tool is undeniable. They said uh, Quan called him the best pure hitter he's seen. So, you know, that, that's saying a lot, uh, that, I, I think. And uh, the only thing we haven't really seen out of him that, that's been a, a trademark of his up through the minors is that power. He hasn't, he hasn't driven really a ball yet uh, at the big league level. And Valeka said, you know, that that's coming. He's got, you know, a, a dozen or so at the time I talked to him, uh, you know, a couple dozen at bats in the major leagues. Uh, things will catch up and, and he's going to hit a ball. And we saw him in batting practice on Tuesday night. And oh man, he hit a ball to uh, the bleachers in left center that, uh, was it was it was mashed it was it was really hit out there so uh a lot of potential a lot of exciting things to see and 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 you know sort of project on oscar uh, gonzalez uh hopefully they they continue this weekend in baltimore it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Yeah, the guy's what, 6'4, 230. You know, it's not a bulky 6'4, 230. He's long and lean. You know, he can generate some power. He's got good leverage. So, yeah, I think we'll start to see him drive some balls, Joe, when it starts to warm up and uh, the weather gets better. Um, and just like you said, it like the attitude, you like the attitude. And, you know, you got to remember this is a kid. There's, they, they, it's, it's a lot like Carlos Santana when he came up. You know, they 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 plopped them right in the middle of the lineup, but they weren't messing around. It's not like they were hitting them ninth or, or seventh or eighth at the bottom of the lineup and giving them a chance to get his feet wet. He's kind of in that sink or swim mode. And uh, you know, so far he's he's been doing he's been doing the Australian crawl. He's doing all right. Yeah, that's uh it, that that's a lot of fun to see. I, I talked to Kyle Hudson, the the outfield coach. And he talked about, uh, you know, how he's been working real hard on his, his defense every day. They work on it, uh, going back on fly balls. Uh, we saw the arm. He was able to, to throw out a runner at the plate. Uh, nice post that you had about uh, that tag play with Austin Hedges. But uh, even in, in Wednesday's game, he was able to keep a guy uh, from trying to score in that yeah. bases loaded situation that uh, I believe Carlos Santana had the base hit and uh, they held Eduardo Perez at uh at third base uh, salvador perez i'm sorry at third base uh because gonzalez's arm they they'd seen a guy thrown out already so they didn't want to test him that's a great point yeah i, I forgot about that yeah you know he kind of put that in the, those the you plant the seed in the third base coach's mind that you can throw and uh you know they'll, they'll uh, they're gonna play cautious then so you know that's good to see and uh you know, it's just another facet of his game. And, you know, I think Joe yesterday, um, um, 
Wednesday was the first time the Indy or the Guardians slash Indians had started an all rookie outfield too. Wow! Yeah, and, 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 and the first time since first time since two thousand nine when uh, Chris Jimenez, what name from the past, Trevor Crow, oh, former wow. number one, former number one pick, and, and Matt Laporta, former oh, Matt number Laporta. one pick by the Brewers, started against uh, Boston. On October 4, 2009. I think that was the last game of the season, obviously. Wow. wow. The, the Cleveland's outfield deficit has stretched all the way back to 2009. That's, that, that, that's what I take away from that. Um, but just think about that. As much as uh, the, the Guardians are known for their pitching factory and all the young pitchers coming up, uh, like a Pilkington being able to come in and make a start and not you know seem like the game is too much for them. Uh, right now we've seen so far this year, three, uh, rookie outfielders come up and be ready to hit the ground running. We've seen Steven Kwan come in and have some success early. We've seen Richie Palacios get two hits in his, his major league debut and, and, you know, a, a big, uh, game winning RBI, uh, on that same road trip. And now Oscar Gonzalez, uh, you know, multiple hit games in what, uh, four of his first six games and hits in five of his first six games. I, I mean, yesterday was the first time he was held hitless in a game. So, I, you know, these guys are coming up and they're prepared. Uh, they all sing the same tune, they say. Uh, the player development guys, the, the, the coaches at AAA, they have these guys ready and prepared for what's going to happen when they get promoted. Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, you know, I really didn't, you know, kind of put two and two together like that, but you know, we saw, you know, Quan get off to the good, the great start. That big April, what, rookie of the month uh, for April, American League rookie of the month. You know, the guy who's probably been one of the most consistent hitters on the team. And when he's, you know, I know he's been up and down a couple of times, but Palacios is kind of an interesting story. I mean, we don't see the big pop from him, mm-hmm. but he's making solid contact. You know, he, he gets, he had a couple hits yesterday. You know, he's hitting down at the bottom of the order. Uh that's a, that's kind of an interesting bat right there, Joe. And he never gets cheated on a swing. You and I both noticed that yesterday from yeah. the, the press box. It's like, uh, you know, when he commits to swinging, he's he is full body commitment on those swings. Uh, and and yeah, he's done nothing but hit when he's been put in the in, in the order. He just hasn't really had a, a consistent everyday opportunity. I think uh, you know maybe a guy like an Oscar Mercado is is sort of blocking him from that because you got to play Mercado at some point. And they've been protecting him. I mean, they haven't really played him that much against left-handed pitching, and they they've pulled him out of games late for defensive purposes. Yeah. So that's going to reduce some of his at bats. But uh, but Palacios has, has has shown that you know when you give him the opportunity, all he does is hit. Yeah, he's he's, he's kind of he's a fun guy to watch, and I don't know if he's a starting outfielder, maybe he's a fourth outfielder, you know, on a, on a good team. Uh, but you know, he certainly, you know, has shown he can he can handle big league pitching at least, you know, through the first six seven weeks of the season. Well, and also remember, he does play infield as well. He's a he's a second baseman by trade. So you know, maybe if they they work a deal for Ahmed Rosario and he moves on, that frees up another outfield spot, uh, and and also, uh, you know, moves Jimenez over to to shortstop and and frees up uh, infield opportunities with uh you know against with a left-handed lineup, if you want to put Palacios in there more, uh, maybe you find a spot for him at second base as well. Yeah, that's a good point. And, uh, you know, 
the Cleveland, uh, you know, features versatility almost to, I don't know, they almost, it's almost overkill, but everybody on, on the roster can play two or three different positions. I think, you know, that's really a trend throughout, throughout the big leagues at, at this point, you know, at this, in this era of the game. Yeah. You've got Josh Naylor, Owen Miller, uh, you know, like we said, Palacios, there, there are several guys on the, uh, you know, on the roster right now who, who can feature at different spots. All right, Hoinsey, uh, we're looking at this weekend in Baltimore, a uh, quick three game road trip uh, before the, the guardians come home for a, a week long homestand. Uh, what are we hoping to see out of these guardians? This is a, this is a Baltimore team that, you know, they, they go toe to toe with the big boys, you know, multiple times a year uh, in the, the American league East. And, and they feature a, a, a ballpark that now has a cavernous left field with a yeah. uh, 384-foot left field because the, they were sick of seeing balls fly out of their park uh, against, uh, you know, guys like Vlad Guerrero and Aaron Judge. Yeah, even their own players are complaining about the wall, saying that they shouldn't ever push, you know, change the dimensions of the ballpark because all the the hitters are, I should say, are the ones complaining, not because they're missing, they're not, they're not, uh, you know, launching balls into the seats like as they have in the past. Yeah, interesting series, Joe. Another part of this schedule where you know um, Cleveland should be able to. Uh, you know, kind of, you know, they're, they're on the move a little bit. We've, they won three straight. They're, you know, they're five games back. You know, earlier this week, they were seven and seven and a half back. Uh, the Twins have run into some injuries. So uh, it would be nice to see them uh, win another series. Shane Bieber, Tristan McKenzie, Zach Plesak are going. So, you know, they've got their, you know, kind of the three main guys going in, in this series. And, uh, but Baltimore has, has given them trouble. And, uh, in the past, I know uh, what the, I think they, they, you know, they they beat them up in a doubleheader there last yeah, year. Yeah, the last the last couple of years, they've given up some some double digit run games in Baltimore, and uh, you know ones that were really frustrating type uh, outings. So, uh, you know, you got to look at that and 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 see they they know they got to go in there and, and and get a job done. You're going to see uh, Adley Rutschman, the uh, the number one overall pick. Uh, he'll be in the uh, lineup for uh, behind the plate for Baltimore. Uh, but again, uh, it, it comes down to, do, do the Orioles have enough pitching? Are they going to be able to, you know, uh, you know, survive that way? And, and are the guardians going to be able to take advantage of, you know, their lack of uh, Baltimore's lack of pitching? As long as they can stay away from Cedric Mullins, uh, who had what nine straight hits against them last season at Camden Yards? But I think they're going to be they're going to be a little better served by having Miles Straw play center field instead of Harold Ramirez. Do you remember how many balls oh, dropped in front of Harold Ramirez? That, <laughs> was, that was one of the worst defensive series I've seen out of an outfielder in a long time. That was, <laughs> and 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 I can just imagine how frustrated sitting next to Hoinsey in the press box it must have been every time a ball dropped in. Uh, you know. Uh, Hoinsey has to rip up a game story because of, uh, you know, just terrible defense. Uh, should be a lot of fun. Uh, can't wait to, to hear, hear you bring it to us or see you bring it to us here on cleveland.com. Uh, we'll check in again uh, tomorrow before game one of the series here on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Hoinsey, we'll see you then. All right, Joe. 